0: But anyway, bringing this full circle, I just love the philosophy behind driving a classic car as a daily driver because it's so unconventional, it's so outrageous and crazy and impossible. Think People just think it can't be done and there's so many things in life that are so much more important and bigger than a car but just how we live and how we think and how we choose to interact with people and how we choose to plan out our life. That is so influenced by our society and what is conventional culture and so when we think that way we limit our mindset and we limit therefore our uh, our, our output you know what our lives actually look like and when our mindsets limited you know what we do what, how we behave is affected so driving around a classic car as a daily while it is just wonderful it completes my style it's something that I love like how there is no break in my uh, expression you know like I don't leave the house with a guitar case in hand wearing a suit and I'm not hopping in my Honda Accord 2017 no I'm hopping in this 1972 Ford Maverick and I'm driving to wherever I'm going and that thing that I'm going to is gonna set my soul on fire, and I'm just so excited and grateful to be a part of that. And I don't want to break. I don't want any like sort of any element that pulls me out of that. Um, and that's okay to if you have those things. But if you can control what influences your life and how you travel through life, why not do it? You know, like if you want to live a certain way, surround yourself with those things, with those. Close those things that set you in that mindset that keep you there. Um, so, anyway, kind of on a tangent there. That's more of like a, like like a very personal reason why I like the classic daily. But even more so than just a style, even more so than just a, uh, than just kind of a learning experience, it is a. Uh, it's a symbol. It's a symbol. It's incredibly symbolic. That and it essentially just says that it's like look, there are many things that our culture deems as impossible as crazy and outrageous that they can't be done. And if you just look a little deeper than the surface level, you might actually find a way to accomplish whatever you think is crazy and impossible or pull off whatever you think can't be done or, you know, drive the undrivable. When you hear someone talk about a classic car and like, yeah, they're so cool, man. I like how they look, they feel, they just it's like the car is an act it's alive, you know? It's it's not a it's not a machine anymore it's a it's li- it's like a living it's got a living heart in it almost and then the sentence that almost always follows that comment usually by the same person who says it is like but man they're just so fill in the blank unreliable gas guzzling machines money pits um, you name it and you know the thing is that is incredibly true. I would say 80 to 90% of the time, maybe 80, 70 to 80% of the time, that is what you'll find. And so it's just a going back to the symbol idea, it's just uh, it's very much a, a reminder and a symbol that just because there's a mass amount of opposition, it does not mean that the path you're on is necessarily wrong or right. Um, and for me it's just so helpful because i feel so convicted about driving an old car like that is just it's almost it's it's it just feels like it's part of who i am you know and i love that you know it's, it's something that i don't want to budge on and because of that it doesn't really bother me when everyone says to me yeah but they break down yeah but it's gonna be really expensive yeah but this blah, blah, this but that this all I'm worried about is finding that perfect vehicle that still fits my needs, while um, while you know, accomplishing the idea of driving a classic car. So once you kind of have that mentality, it translates into other things in life, like you know, a job or something like that, or even a, a, a way you want to live. Like Ashton, she loves the idea of just you know, dropping everything and buying a van and living out of it for however long, and honestly that excites me so much and it's because of how a big part of it is because of how unconventional that is and when you do things that are unconventional it gets you in that mindset of opportunity of possibility and when I drive around a daily driver that is also a classic car I mean a classic car that is also a daily driver puts me in that mentality and, it, and and i it actually works like i find that car like you know i'm not saying it's easy to find that car all the time it, it takes a lot of work um but it puts you into that mindset of like right now i'm living something that many people deem impossible and while it's not like a crazy gesture i mean it is a pretty big deal it's your car it's your a to b it's it just keeps you in that mindset and people see that and they're like well how do you it, and then they're then the, then you enlighten them, and you don't have to prove a point anymore through an argument. You just live, and people see, oh my goodness, this guy actually does drive this car as his daily, and he's just a normal guy like me. Like, what what in the world is what's going on here? How is this? What's on? Is this possible? Of course, it's possible. So I love the mindset it keeps you in that unconventional opportunity. Uh, that that mindset of. It's, a, it's the pirate thing. It's called magic. It's Seeing the world in that raw, creative outlook that God created us in. Uh, I think I was saying something else before all that, but I think I was just going to say. And you know, when you do something like that, it also gets you used to opposition. And uh, for when I was doing public speaking, you know, my main message was. Uh, vision action and persistence so any any dreams you have any goals that you want to accomplish vision see what it is where do you want to go take action on it move and then persistence then that's the hardest one because once you see something you like and you move toward it that's easy that's the fun part but then you hit a wall and that's where persistence comes in and classic car buying for the use of a daily driver you need that same persistence and um and it looks like this it looks like oh dude look at this car wow it is so clean it's just beautiful and you know you see a picture of it and then you find some sellers and you contact those sellers and you test drive the car and you look at how much it would cost to buy this car and then right about then that's when you start hitting adversity that's when you start hearing from your friends and family who you've been talking to the car about like okay that's yeah it's not gonna work man that's you know they're all expensive and keep in mind of course all these people own classic cars no they don't they don't come on it's just the culture man and you know you you don't don't you don't get defensive or you blame people for thinking that it's just the society like the society thinks that you can't do this sort of thing and that's why no one owns them and that's why no one drives them so it's just amazing how much because this is it's just amazing how much oh this is pretty good Write this down, class. It's just amazing how many times we rule something as law, like concrete fact, even though it's nothing we've experienced, but only because it's something that is culturally accepted or rejected. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I think that's so crazy how you might have never experienced anything or whatever you're talking about you never experienced that thing that you're talking about in this case owning and driving a classic car but simply because of what society says you are completely okay with saying yes or no to it now certain things society bases its evidence on, bases its truth on are there's actual evidence for it. like even in this case there is but what about things like that are trends what about things that are just like you know styles things that are gonna go out anyway but our culture accepts them only for like these few short years and uh, Again, that just kind of goes back to the original argument. It's just like it keeps you in this ideology This the, the philosophy behind the car keeps you in this ideology this mindset that not everything that culture says is is You know absolute truth in fact the vast majority of it is just all subjective But so you get enough people thinking and believing the same thing of course. It's gonna feel right. Of course. It's gonna sound right That's human nature Uh, Anyway, I was talking about opposition and it's just a good. It's just a good uh, Example of it and it gets you used to it Uh, Me and my buddy Josh Freeman. We like to do this thing where we will ask for discounts at stores We buy things from Just to get rejected. We don't have a coupon. We don't have a discount code We're just showing up and asking for 40% off 10% off 50% off and of course I mean usually you get no and just to feel that embarrassment, that rejection, that like complete and absolute, like door in the face, um, it's actually good practice. And you ask, well, why do you need to practice rejection? Well, you because if you just stopped, you would never accomplish anything. You never do anything mind blowing or hard. You never do anything that you, know, you feel good about because that's the end of the formula the formula is vision action and persistence vision and action is great you know vision you see it you're motivated action you take action on that motivation but the persistence part that's the hardest part and that's where people screw up I mean, will not screw up but rather you know stop you know that's where people you know they go and look at the car they look at it the, and then they start getting opposition they get opposition from the sellers because if you're looking to drive a car a classic cars a daily you're gonna run into sellers who this this car will not work for you and either the price won't be right or you'll, the engine that's in there is for drag racing. That's a pretty common thing. You know, A lot of classic car buyers, they use them for as race cars and they, dra- and they put them on the drag strip. So they got really powerful engines in there that you, you can't, like, they're not for the road. Um, and so you get opposition from all sides. But we are all going to have things in life that we strive for. That we want to become that we want to achieve and there's going to be adversity some roadblocks are going to come up and that determines our level of success right there that determines our level of output our level of achievement and our level of purpose It's just because you know that first roadblock you hit are you going to stop you know no you keep moving so in short, the philosophy of a classic car as a daily driver is just that. It's just like, it keeps you in that mindset of, of thinking unconventionally, not just drinking the Kool-Aid and maybe even doing the impossible because you're not drinking the Kool-Aid. And it's just a very, it's, it's, you know, it's a significant thing, but in, in the grand scheme of things, it's a small thing. It's a small thing you're doing to show like, hey, this is deemed impossible by a lot of people, by our society but it can be done what else are we deeming impossible that can be done and it gets you used to it gets you accustomed to things like opposition and fighting you know there are times where the car it will break down sometimes you know even if you get a good one it will break down just like a normal car but then you learn can I put it back together can it North. anyway I've been ranting about this for a while but uh, I hope whoever listens to it probably just me gets something fantastic out of it i would love that all right people ciao and one more thing i just listened to everything you just listened to if you've made it this far all 12 or 13 minutes of it that's very impressive and one thing i feel like i didn't stress was the fact that it is possible driving a classic car as a daily driver is completely possible dude People, these are, okay, these classic cars were just normal cars 40 years ago. These weren't fancy cars. They were just normal cars. So there exists cars from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, however old you want to go, that are still intact. That have engines that weren't for racing, but just a normal engine. My favorite example of this is the Ford Maverick. That is just super cool looking car man and it is so clean it looks like a fastback it is a fastback rather Uh, it it looks like yeah like it looks like a muscle car but get this back in the day it was an economy car that's that's the there were economy there's economy cars now there's economy cars then and uh, so I just wanted to stress that I feel like I didn't make that clear is that like you know I'm living proof of that it is possible and I'm still on that journey like I'm going to I'm looking at purchasing another classic car right now I feel like I didn't get that good of a one last time But I've lived and I've learned and I'm and I know what things I need to look for even more closely now so yeah, it is a very much a learning experience, but it It can be done. There's people who do it The reason why I did it is not something that I just thought of randomly I saw someone else driving a Ford Maverick and I'm like I talked to him I'm like is this your car? He's like yes, and like and he he didn't explain to me what I just said, but just essentially he just said, I like the car and he drives it and that was enough for him. And that, that's just fantastic. You know, there are cars out there with smaller engines that are still intact, without rusts. you know, that have been preserved through the years. And here, oh, and if you don't get anything else from this, you know, the buying strategy of the car, get this. There are cars out there, classic cars that weren't, the uh, the most popular thing of the day, back in the '70s or '80s or '60s, um, and that was be- that's just because of style and trends. Like, uh, here's a good example: like the Ford Maverick today was kind of like the um, maybe it was like the uh, the Ford Taurus of today, or like uh, the Nissan Altima of today, like. 30 40 years from now those cars probably won't be remembered they're not that exciting looking they're not that uh noteworthy you know the mustang is going to stay in time forever and so if you're looking for a classic mustang that's going to be expensive because it's a classic mustang but think of all the cars that no one's even heard of that no one knows nowadays like i kept saying maverick and i'm counting that i'm i'm gonna bet that you probably haven't heard of a maverick or you don't know what a maverick is And that's simply because it was one of those cars that wasn't like a super fancy, super popular car back in the day. But if you're watching, if you're listening to this right now, please Google a 1970 Ford Maverick and you will understand exactly what I'm saying. You know if you're if you're especially if you're around my age you'll see that car and be like okay i see no difference between this and like a chevy nova now, of course there's differences in like the body style but i'm talking about just the essence of the vehicle that same feeling that you get when you see a classic car is there and it's simply because of the age of the vehicle so that was that's probably a major takeaway if this is something you're considering doing as well is look for those vehicles that weren't the most popular thing of the day And then if you find one today, they're not going to be selling it for crazy expensive because no one wanted it then and no one thinks to want it now because they completely forgot about their existence. So anyway, this little tag was more just to encourage people who like the idea of driving classic as a daily that yes, it can be done and there are ways to go about doing it. In fact, if you have a way to get a hold of me, please do that because I've learned a lot in the last uh, four years of doing this. And I've come a long way. And right now, I feel 100% comfortable buying a car and driving it. You know, that's 40 years old. I know what to look for. I know what things to avoid. And it's it's something you learn, just like anything else. Uh, But it very much can be done. You know, there are certain things you want to look at, uh, like the um, how effective it is with gas mileage. Like I said, getting a car that maybe wasn't so well known. And, uh, you know, those barnyard finds, those, uh, those grandma cars that have been locked in the garage for years or, you know, have just been taken care of for so many years. Those cars are out there and they're not going to necessarily cost you an arm and a leg. That's the cool part. So anyway, thank you again for listening. And yeah, keep in mind that philosophy, man. Surround yourself with things that keep you in that mindset that just keeps you viewing the world in the way that, in the way that we're supposed to. And the way that we're born viewing it, with this just creative and raw, beautiful outlook on everything, and it's—it's it's, it, that's what I call magic. And you know, and believe in it, man, because it's real. Our society will kind of, kind of dampen it a little bit, but it's still there. And if you're like me, you like to find things that help you live it out. So, I will see you all next time. I don't know if this will be a recurring thing, but I'm kind of liking that idea yeah podcast or something (laughs) all right ciao